girls that time of the uh, that time of the week again it's uh, it's all franchises franchise buys games and it wouldn't be the new edition of franchise buys games without this man mr nice guy johnny casually dressed and misinformed as always good casually evening. dressed misinformed wouldn't wouldn't have you any other way johnny the producer of the show i think you've uh, you brought a nice balance you brought a nice balance since the soft reboot johnny Thank you. However, I will say last week there was no uh, there was no five star reviews given, uh, unlike your previous week. So this week I am taking the show back from you. <laughs> Normality has resumed. Your opinions mean nothing. How do you feel? <sighs> Pretty fucking hurt to be honest. <laughs> it is franchise buys games. It's the weekly show where me and old nice guy Johnny there run down the uh, the hotness. Run down the hotness from the past week. Uh, we've got a bit of a stacked one this week. Like this is when we said well, I was gonna when I was trying to tease you to come on board. Um, I think one of the arguments that you made for coming on board was this would be the best time to do it because we are on the cusp of the next gen, uh, and we have got a big old boatload of fucking Xbox Series X news to get through. But before we get on to those choice cuts. Start this show the same way we started every week, Johnny, with a little bit of what you've been playing. Well, I'll tell you what I'm not playing now. Have you finally finished Fallen He's Order? He's only gone and done it. He's only He's gone and done it. He's gone and fucking done it. Have you 100%ed it? Uh, no. But yeah. I got all, I got all the, um, the chests, got all the secrets, got all the, um, what you call it? <laughs> Jedi power tricks things. So. Jedi power tricks? I think that's what they're called. Uh, Jedi power tricks, yeah. Call yourself a fan. Call yourself a fan. <laughs> Canonically, uh, I believe they refer to them in the universe as Jedi power tricks. You know, yeah. But then, you know, Disney got involved, ruined everything. Ruined everything. Jedi power tricks. Oh, but just very skirtingly, have you pre-ordered Disney Plus? I've, well, I've already got Disney Life. So I'm just expecting me app to update. My subscription will roll. I mean, I've already watched The Mandalorian. No, I, think- uh, I, I had to get it through other means. Am I going to sit here, Johnny, as a lifelong Star Wars fan and simply let The Mandalorian exist without me going out of my way to find it, despite the blatant racism of Mr. Disney preventing the UK <laughs> from getting on board at launch. What was it? Was it Brexit? Hmm? Was it? Is that what you did it for? Mr. Mouse? Hmm? <laughs> you pig. Who's followers it now, eh? Pirate okay. the shit out of that. <laughs> Different podcast you. altogether. I've, I've, got, I've opened a can of worms I don't think we can get out of. That's on you, Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> So you haven't been playing Fallen Order, so does that mean does that mean you've been playing something else? I briefly dive back into, well not briefly, but just dive back into Death Stranding. Oh, oh. I'll tell you what, when you have a few months break and you haven't really started, like got through to the meat of the first part of the game anyway, Aye. it's quite a challenge going back to it. Aye, I find that with any of these fucking open world games, it's like I've been tempted to jump back into Odyssey of late, because I was balls deep in Odyssey. Um, and I, I, I just, it scares us it scares us of how much I'll have uh, forgot same with The Witcher and we do have a little bit of CD Projekt Red CD Projekt I believe they're called CD Projekt Red news coming up as well 
But um, so you've been having a bit of Death Stranding. I'll tell you where I got to on Death Stranding. Uh, I can't remember. They've all got fucking weird names. Like distribution centre west of the south, not city, west of the lake, not west of northbound, north distribution centre of lake, not city. I'm in mm. one of them. Right. But I'm, I'm in one of them. I'm uh, essentially spent about two hours just, the last time I was on it, I spent about two hours just constructing zip lines and just zipping about the map like a madman. So I really enjoyed it. It made, actually it made boxing off small areas a piece of piss you know you got like deliveries and the tend to be quite local they Mm -hmm. tend to be they exist in an area and they all want to give shit to each other well i just ziplined the shit out of all of them areas and i was just flying battles and forwards like a fucking madman just just dropping off parcels like like fucking dpd just DP, just Hermes and the shit out of it. Hermes. Hermes. <laughs> you have parcel, I deliver. I am Hermes. <laughs> <laughs> to the safe location under your doormat. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is around here? Leave it in me wheelie bin. I mean, where, the, where did that come from? <laughs> it's like it's like they don't know me at all. Like now I'm gonna have to just burn that. I'm gonna have to buy a new one and take a day off work to make sure I'm in for delivery. I'm not touching anything that's been in a bin. Mad bastards. But anyway, I tell you, I haven't yet con- constructed our uh, Streets of Rage style game on Dreams. I do apologise for that. Have you got I, anywhere closer? I'm I'm nowhere closer. Right. Uh, I've been. I jumped back onto Dark Siders Genesis. I'm enjoying that, Johnny. I'm enjoying it. I'm missing. I'm missing the loot grind of uh, the the most common comparison being Diablo. I'm missing the loot grind that you get on on Diablo. Uh, you get a lot of drops, but it tends to be little ammo or fucking health. You don't get any tasty loot. Do you know what I mean? Destiny style. Diablo style division. I missed that. For all I fucking mourn about it at the time, you don't have to miss it when it's not there. When you think, oh, this could have quite easily, like, you could have had loot by way of different guns for strife or, like, some different blades for war. But uh, I'm still really enjoying it, if I'm honest. That top down view is uh, taking us places. To take this place as I didn't expect a Darksiders game to do. A Darksiders game which I thought was just a throwaway attempt just to keep people interested in the IP. <laughs> it's, uh, it turns out it's one of the better in the series. So I'm enjoying that. And yeah. an absolute shocking twist. Back on that Pokemon Go, Anna. You're joking. I've been still po- a thing. I've been Pokemon going like a madman. Like I literally dropped off probably about three months after it launched. It's an entirely different ball game now, Johnny. Entirely different. In what way? I can't believe I'm asking this, but in what way, sir? Do like, tell me. James. <laughs> I am bat- bursting with excitement. James <laughs> <laughs> battles. Uh, like there's like a Tamagotchi element to it now, where you can have like your pet Pokemon, like your buddy who exists outside of the Pokeball, and like they follow you around on the map, and you've got to keep them happy. I've got an adorable Rotata. Uh, but it's not like you run-of-the-mill purple Rotata. This fucker is black, and he's got a moustache, and he stands on two hind legs. And uh, it turns out it's a different region-based Rotata. So they've added regional ones. 
all the Pokemon from like the Sinnoh region and all that are in there now, so it's not just Kanto. It's not just like the original 150 something. So there's like fucking there's a lot to do in there now. Granted, I rarely leave the house, so basically I just sit <laughs> here and catch endless amount of Mr. Mimes. I'm wondering who's breeding these Mr. Mimes because they're all over Johnny. They are everywhere. I would call infested. it absolutely infested. I would call it a plight. A plight. Fuck, we are we are being overrun by Mr. Mimes up here in Sunderlandshire. <sighs> but uh, that's what I've been playing this week, Johnny. Today, however, two point hospital drops. Oh shit, son! Remember, oh, I, yeah, remember theme hospital. That. What's that on? Game Pass. Oh, I might have to have a tasty download of that. Actually. I'm having a double of that this very evening. I think once we finish this podcast, once we've wrapped this up, I'm gonna go downstairs and jump into Two Point Hospital and just see if it's got as much of those fucking theme hospital vibes as I hope it has. What was the uh, download? You know, because my with my shitty internet, it could be next Not month. Your internet, mate. I, I mean, it's 2020. It's like it's like you're doing this to be some sort of edge lord. Just have bad internet, just to be different. Yeah, <laughs> just to be the, just to be the hipster of you. Know, just like I don't need it. If I had a dial-up, I would. <laughs> I swear, I swear, God, like four G is probably quicker than your internet. Should just uh, fucking it, hotspot it, it your is. phone. It absolutely is. Should just hotspot that phone of yours. It's I mean, to place. be fair, we'll criticise you, but like you're still there when the fucking Sky Panthers are on the fucking battlefield. You're still there. You're not lagging her out, you know what I mean? So it's, well, I'm present. It can't be that bad. Present. You know, effectiveness is one thing, but I'm present. You you know, you, you turn up. Uh, you yes, know what I mean? thank you. You, know, you, know. you turn up. Moral support. And we can't ask for much more than that. I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't. Johnny, do you want to fucking jump into this week's fucking... News, this tasty news. This is an exciting one. Like this is I, one I am, I am excited about. This is the first glimpse of our next generation right now. Well, I, I suppose you know after ages of looking at um, Xbox versus PS5 charts, and there'd be no mm-hmm. no data on it whatsoever, hardly. Charts of pure speculation. Exactly. Now we have actually have some meaty um, facts. We're dealing in facts. So, well, we're dealing in fact on as far as the Xbox Series X. Yeah, is sorry, concerned. as far as the Series X is concerned. So they've they've uh, they've shown the hand. Mm. So and what a hand it is! Yeah, go on. Lord. Spill the details, so, good sir. So uh, this week, Phil Spencer dropped a blog post on uh, Xbox.com, news.xbox.com. Every fucking every uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like website, every. Uh, media outlet worth the salt picked this up immediately, so everybody's probably already seen this. But uh, the in the blog post, he essentially outlined what the Series X was gonna deliver as part of its presence in the next gen. Um, and before I get going, can I just say I think Sony have got a fucking uphill battle. And again, it's that fucking hubris coming back. It's that. PS2 to PS3 era hubris coming back here because I think they probably didn't see Xbox coming out swinging like this, especially on the power front. Because there was always there was always the argument, right? And I think that's where Sony could still win this is content is greater than power. That's been banded about. I think it was fucking some guy on Twitter. He, he 
his name escapes us, but he does a lot of like the NPD stuff. He releases a lot of NPD numbers on Twitter. And if, if his name comes back to us, I will name check him. Uh, but he'd say it's, uh, his has been retweeted a, a billion times. Content is greater than power. But when you're talking about the level of power and the level of hardware that Xbox is bringing here. So in this blog post, we essentially picked on some key key items. Uh, those being 12 teraflops. Any, any idea what a teraflop is, Johnny? Not at all. But 12 of them sounds nice. I believe it's after uh, it's when you try to maintain uh, gain and maintain an erection after a night of heavy whiskey drinking. <laughs> I've got a right teraflop going. Yeah, on. That is a teraflop. Uh, variable rate shading, hardware accelerated, DirectX ray tracing. That's a big one. Uh, quick resume for multiple games and the smart delivery service. So we'll just fucking jump in, right? We'll, we'll boil the piss off this. We'll get in amongst it. We'll get in the weeds. Uh, I'm not going to pick on everything because the blog post's there, right? Everybody can pick the details. It's easy to find. Um, but we're going to just touch on the, the the top things that he's mentioned and maybe a couple of others. We'll, we'll dive into the weeds on a couple of the others. So the ones that stand out is the fucking, the, the 12 teraflops. So that's that's through the um, the next generation custom processor. So it's a, obviously a custom design processor, uh, AMD Zen 2, RDNA 2 architectures, four times the processor power of an Xbox One, uh, and enables developers to leverage 12 T-flops, that's teraflops, of GPU, graphics processing unit performance, twice that of the Xbox One X, more than eight times of the original Xbox One. Uh, the Xbox Series X delivers a true generational leap in processing and graphics power with cutting-edge techniques resulting in higher frame rates, which further down this article it will touch on. That is 120, by the way. That's the frame rate he's referring to there. 120 FPS. Larger, more sophisticated game worlds and an immersive experience unlike anything seen in console gaming. So that's essentially what the 12 teraflops is bringing to the table. Not one... Not two, but 12 of these terrifying flops of GPU performance. So we've got high frame rates, 120 frames a second. That is going to be some of the smoothest fucking gameplay. Console players don't don't deal in anything higher than 60, right? And 60, that is when you get your Xbox One X and you whack a game in there. And it's like, do you prefer resolution or do you prefer frame rate what do you want me to focus on here and you pick do you want it to look prettier or do you want it to run smoother frame rate every time for me by the way because they already look stunning like even if you don't pick resolution the xbox one x makes everything look fucking stunning anyway larger more sophisticated game worlds how fucking big are we going to try and make these game worlds that's the that's the question i've got how much larger can a game world get and how do we... What's the development cycle on that? We already wait three to five years for a fucking... Like, or if you're fucking Kojima, two, to make something as big as Death Stranding. Like, how more sophisticated, how much larger a game world can we get? That's that's the thing. Um, I've, I think you, you reach a point of diminishing returns because you are going to get people like, this map's too big. Do you know what I mean? People do that now. This map... Yeah too big 
things can be done. They're just like, you know, I'm not going to get this finished. I mean, we're in a realm now where you don't finish games. Nah. I've been in that realm since I was about 14. <laughs> give, give them a good hour. Nah. But uh, variable rate shading, uh, patented form of VRS empowers developers to more efficiently utilize the full power of the Xbox Series X rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly to every single pixel on the screen. They can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or important environmental objects. This technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolution with no impact on final image quality. So again, sounds very much like a developer tool to me that it's not something that I've ever gone out of my way to think, ah, I wish this guy who's given us a quest was uh, prioritized individually uh, with his own individual effects without resulting in some sort of impact on the final image quality that's nothing i've ever thought of but as far as a developer's concerned that might be a fucking developer's wet dream i am not one nor do i know many uh hardware accelerated direct x ray tracing so ray tracing is the buzzword in gaming at the minute alongside teraflops and i think the one that really fucking highlighted ray tracing was the was it amd or, or was it an nvidia game card but essentially the Minecraft demo uh, with and without ray tracing. And it was haunting, hauntingly beautiful <laughs> in, in Minecraft. Do you know what I mean? Uh, that, that's what blew me away. And the biggest argument before these official stats have come out, the biggest argument from the PC master race. I don't know why we all can't just get along and buy everything. But the PC master is like, there's no way you're going to get ray tracing on a console. Absolutely not. But here we are. Direct X ray tracing confirmed. So the the essentially ray tracing is a lighting engine. That's what it's a advanced lighting engine, in-game lighting engine. So it's it's going to make everything just look far more fucking stunning. Um, we'll move on. SSD storage. Next generation SSD, so that's going to make everything fucking faster. Your load times are going to go down significantly. Uh, quick resume, new quick resume feature that you continue multiple games. So we already had it in the Xbox where you had the quick resume, so you could jump back into your home screen, fuck about with something else, not necessarily load another program in, because it would say to load this program, do you want to close this one? But now what we're talking about here is I could be sitting, for example, or nice guy Johnny there could be sitting bashing himself daft on far enough Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't know why. Just the first thing that came to me head. The Panthers erupt onto the scene. And we're like, oh well then let's have a game of Battlefield. Johnny simply pauses it, jumps back to the home screen, boots up an entirely new game of Battlefield, turns up for a few games of Battlefield, all the Panthers uh, disband. Barely. <clears throat> barely. barely. All the Panthers <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers disband and then Johnny jumps straight back into the point where he left off on Red Dead Redemption 2 so that's that that's a pretty impressive feature for people who are spending a lot of time on there and the in and out of parties and in and out of games uh, dynamic latency input which is uh, DLI optimising latency and play at a console pipeline starting with it obviously they've got the proprietary wireless communication protocol in the controllers um, and this DLI is a new feature which synchronizes input immediately with what is displayed. So it's essentially removing all lag, all input lag, just gone. 
absolutely gone. HDMI 2.1 partnered with the HDMI forum and TV manufacturers to enable the best gaming experience through features such as auto low latency mode, which is a double LM variable refresh rate V double R. So the auto low latency mode allows Xbox One and Xbox Series X to automatically set the connected display to its lowest latency mode while the variable refresh rate synchronizes the display's refresh rate to the game's frame rate meaning you're getting the absolute peak smoothest experience without any sort of you fucking about at all a minimal lag most responsive gaming experience and then as i previously stated 120 frames per second support so xbox series x allows developers to exceed the standard 60 fps in favor of heightened realism or fast paced action where you're going to see a lot of the 120 fps is in your competitive first person shooters and it'll be it'll be the difference maker it'll, it'll really bring out the fucking cream of the crop in that competitive game so how are you feeling about the hardware out there now johnny speechless because <laughs> i'm speechless. half don't know what i'm talking about mm. All I want to know is that if it's going to look better and look and play better, you know what I mean? Based on so, based on what's in this blog post, I absolutely think you're guaranteed both of those things. Um, what they've gone on to say is obviously Xbox this generation couldn't compete with PlayStation 4 uh, because, again, content, content greater than power. Obviously, we've seen the, the living example of that. The embodiment of that was the Xbox One X. Um, not it, it couldn't close the gap on PlayStation. I mean, it was a fair fucking gap, to be fair, but it, it didn't make any sort of headway in closing that gap. But that lies heavily on PlayStation's exclusive catalogue. Your God of War, your Spider-Man, your Last of Us, all of these absolute fucking monsters, Death Stranding, and Xbox. I mean, name one. Quick fire, name one Xbox exclusive this year. You got me. Yeah, so it's like you're looking at the likes of Sea of Thieves, you're looking at the likes of Gears 5, um, you're looking at the likes of uh, State of Decay. So arguably, out of that list that just came to my head there, two of those, you couldn't you couldn't call AAA. No. You couldn't. You absolutely couldn't. Gaze 5, absolutely. Sea of Thieves and State of Decay 2 are double A at best. Not taken away from them games. They were phenomenal games. I played a lot of both of them uh, with you, I believe. Especially State of Decay. Um, but the, the thing is, if you're going to have such a powerful machine or machine capable of stuff, and this is going back to the Xbox One X as well, right? You've got to have a exclusive that will use that. Yeah, use that power. Use that power to show it off. Because if you yeah. if, if then you come out and, and like with a with a non triple A game or just something that's let's arguably cartoonish. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You talk about ray tracing on in Minecraft. Fair enough, but it's still Minecraft. And yeah. the, and, and the beauty of Minecraft is it was never you know. <laughs> The beauty of Minecraft Full lies graphics in stuff. its simplicity, isn't it? Simplicity and things like that. So simplicity it, on the surface, at least. And then, the, I'm, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but what games for launch are going to be getting generated that'll have the full impact of this power? 
machine. Well, up to now, we have no launch titles truly locked in or confirmed. The one that's been bandied about is obviously Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you're talking possibly uh, Hellblade 2, Senua's Saga, potentially a launch title. But although we've only just seen a teaser of it, the teaser normally predates the full trailer, which normally predates the release by at least a year. So is is Hellblade 2 going to be a launch title? Uh, sketchy. Sketchy at best. Um, other than that, you're looking at what you're saying is, yeah, we don't, we might not have the exclusives ready to go day one, but these third parties, the Watchdog Legion, your Rainbow Six Quarantine, your Cyberpunk 2077, all these games are going to look and play far better on the Xbox Series X. Yep. So where it doesn't have very much the same old story, it doesn't have the exclusive content yet. Bear in mind, in this last year, uh, Phil Spencer went around fucking snapping up developers like they were going out of fashion. Just buying everything. At one point, I thought I was going to start my own game development company just on the hopes that Microsoft had buyers because they were just fucking buying everyone. So it's uh, I see I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. But However, it's interesting. Like you mentioned, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. No, they've just tweeted on their um, Twitter account last yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gamers should never be forced to purchase the same game twice or pay for upgrades. Owners of Cyberpunk 2077 for Xbox One will receive the Xbox Series X upgrade for free when available. Which piggybacked. Straight on the back of obviously Phil Spencer's uh, blog post, in which he was talking about uh, smart delivery. So smart delivery, uh, straight from Phil's blog. Obviously, I call him Phil first name terms. So he calls me old French. I call him Phil. Whatever. <laughs> this technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you are playing it on an Xbox One or a Series X, you are getting the right version of the game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. We're making the commitment to use smart delivery on all of our exclusive Xbox Game Studio titles, including Halo Infinite, ensuring you only have to purchase a title once in order to play the best available version for whichever Xbox console they choose to play on. This technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose to use it for the titles that will release on Xbox One first and come to the Xbox Series X later. So that that's a fucking big one, right? Obviously, we're talking about this, Jen, I think everyone made the assumption that this was the gen that was finally making the full leap to a full PC architecture. The the gap between a console and a PC, it, it doesn't exist anymore. At this price point, that gap does not exist anymore. You and I stand, I will, I stand here and I am ready to be corrected. But I do not think you are going to be able to build a game and rig PC that will give you the performance of an Xbox Series X for the same price point which I reckon is going to be no less than 500 quid. Put that put that out there, and I will be ready to be proved wrong. Uh, so hardware, without a doubt, absolutely stellar, going to be terrifying, all these terrifying flops. Uh, but again, it's the things that Xbox is doing and being very vocal about. It's, it's the services. That's the difference, mate, here. Smart delivery as a service. You buy a game once. 
and whatever member of the family you're playing on, if it's Xbox Game Studios, so if it's one of the studios feels snapped up like fucking, you get a developer, you get a developer, everybody gets developers, just buying up fucking developers like God knows what. Anything that is an Xbox Game Studio will have smart delivery. So it will optimise the game for whatever you play it on. Obviously, I'll be jumping on board with the Series X day one. Um, and every game I play that is a studio will give me the best possible version of that game. If Johnny doesn't, if Johnny's an early adopter on PS5, but he's still got his Xbox One X, then he's going to get a lesser version of the game. But should he choose to upgrade to the Series X, he doesn't buy that again. He just gets a patch. His game gets patched and he gets a better version of the game. That is a service. You've got the fucking backwards compatibility. So in Phil's blog post, he mentioned four generations of gaming. Our commitment to compatibility means existing Xbox One games, including backward compatible 360 and OG Xbox games, look and play better than ever before. Your favourite games, including titles and Game Pass, benefit from steady frame rates, faster load times and improved res and visual fidelity, all with no developer work required. So you've got this fucking console that's upscaling everything. It just upscales it without any developer intervention at all. It's like the, the, the era of DVD to Blu-ray. So there was that transitional period from DVD to Blu-ray when in the middle of it you had a, a DVD upscaler. So you had upscaled your DVD to a higher quality than DVD, but not quite the quality of a Blu-ray. And it was all in the hardware, not the software. So you're going to be able to play your OG Xbox games, your fucking Knights of the Old Republic, your fucking, I don't know, pick another OG Xbox game. Halo. Halo. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, not necessarily that one, because we do have the Master Chief Collection, but if you did have the OG Halo. Purist. All, yeah, purist. Absolute purist. They're all going to be upscaled purely on the fucking hardware. Nothing to do with the developers at all. If the developer chooses to really go balls in on it and like balls to the wall, then you're looking at they will release a full patch which will have native fucking 4K 120 FPS. But if they don't, you're still going to get a better version of whatever game you've already got in your library. Um, and then the last service, the one that really fucking... I think this is the, the, the thing to be championed from this generation is not... The stellar exclusives from PlayStation, of which they've had many, it's Xbox Game Pass, in my eyes. What an absolute fucking... That is given back to the to the game of that. Such a low price point for such a huge fucking like, plethora of quality games. Bear in mind, all of these Xbox exclusive titles, day and date on Game Pass. What an absolute coup from such a weak start. To be ending a generation knowing that Game Pass exists. Absolutely fucking stellar. And, if that, and then they build the next console around that. Well, I think... I, I don't even know if there's going to be another gen after this one for Xbox. Because I think Xbox becomes a platform as opposed to a console. Xbox becomes a platform through xCloud. Through Game Pass and xCloud. That's what I suspect. People are going to be playing... Uh, it's a bit of a shout to say people who play an Xbox Game Pass on a Sony PlayStation. But there's already rumours swirling that you're going to get the Game Pass app on the Switch. 
and Microsoft and Nintendo have got into bed quite nicely in this last generation. So, so is that basically what they were talking about when everyone was talking about cloud gaming during this last gen? Yeah. Which kind of never came to fruition. They are going to build it around that this time. 100%. Cloud gaming will be prevalent in this gen in Xbox X Cloud. Google Stadia, I, I know we all shit on Stadia, but I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's it's came out of the blocks. Stadia has had an equal start to the Xbox One. It came out with all these promises, uh, and it just hasn't delivered on any of them. And right now it's off to the shakiest of starts. I think to compare it to No Man's Sky, it came out with all these promises, under-delivered. And I think Google will just go away and slowly chip away at this. They'd be daft not to, man. Video games is the biggest, and it, it, it's the it, it's the most. What's the word I'm looking for? It's the highest earning entertainment medium now. Of course, Google wants a slice of that, and they've already got the infrastructure there across all of the Google platforms to make Stadia actually successful. So I think we do see Stadia come good eventually in this generation. Amazon are waiting in the wings. We all know Amazon are still sitting there like an ever-present threat, just waiting, biding the time. They're working on the fucking platform. They're working on the their exclusives. They've snapped up a couple of key people in the game sphere. So Amazon's going to be big. And PlayStation Now, expect PlayStation Now to come out swinging at some point as well. So I think this gen, you were definitely going to be getting. We're going to be getting the cloud-based gaming that was often touted in this gen um but i think this gen's just been essentially let's get this off the ground let's get the wheels moving and let's really fucking ramp it up in the next gen which is almost upon us upon us i try i did try to sign up for the xbox game preview sorry the xbox x cloud preview program um because it's on ios now but literally all of the ios slots were snapped up instantly so i've missed out on that one I'll, i've got my eye on twitter though i'm waiting i'm waiting i'll get my way i'll get my hands on it don't you worry don't you worry so i suppose uh sony it's over to you now Fucking out and out. literally he's my prediction for this sony's going to come out and make little noise about their hardware which i don't think will come anywhere close to this however they're going to come out and lay most of their eggs in the exclusive basket. They're going to come out with Horizon 2. They're going to come out with uh, Spider-Man 2. What else have we got? Ghost of Tsushima. That, no, well, that's technically going to be this gen. But I mean, wait, that God of War, the sequel of God of War. You know what I mean? You've got three absolute monsters there. Horizon just missed out a game of the year to Zelda. God of War won game of the year. Uh, and Horizon, not Horizon, what's the other one I just mentioned? Spider-Man, critically acclaimed. So if, if they're going to come out swinging, they're going to come out swinging with more of the same. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hit them with what, what they want. Quality games, that's where they're going to go. But I don't know if that's going to be a loud enough noise to drown out the fact that outside of their exclusives, every other game just plays better on Xbox. 
and Xbox has got all this backwards compatibility. It's got Game Pass. It's got the smart delivery. The fuck me, I am. It literally it is. It's it, over to you. Oh, over to you, Mister Sony. And I, I, they must be shitting bricks right now. This is a little game of fucking ping pong. This, and both of them are holding off the price. That's the thing that's scaring the pair of them. Which is why Xbox have come out swinging with all this info. Confirmed information from Phil himself. My mate Phil himself. So that we've got all this to sit and go, Jesus Christ, this machine sounds amazing. So when he does come out and go, and it's yours for $500, people don't go, fucking what? (laughs) Oh, well, well, that's pretty much... You've squeezed every fucking penny you can to get that price point of 500. We already know that they they were struggling to keep the. We discussed it last week that it was uh, SSD and fucking RAM that was struggling for PS5 costs. So we we know it's a competitive, a very competitive cutthroat pricing uh, model for these consoles. You got to look at it though, because they're they're going for the Christmas sale, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Five hundred quid is a lot for Christmas. I know people will spend a lot, and and but like there's people there's people like us with a disposable income which will pay for the like the iPhone, whatever. Yeah. Things like that, but when you're talking about kids wanting them for Christmas, Mm five hundred quid can be a sticking point. You know what I mean? This is why when the the Slim came, PlayStation Slim, no PlayStation Two, Slimline one, yeah, yeah, came out Christmas time with its reduced price. It was like number one selling stuff. Yeah. So I, I see what you mean. The build, building up the specs and saying so you you know justifying what what the price point will be, and you know, I think for me looking at it, I don't think that is expensive. For the kind of tech you get in the smart um, smartphone kind of game, yeah. But it all depends, you know. <sighs> Gamers are nostalgic by nature. We all are. Yes. Are and you quite and, I, and and the problem with nostalgia, it stops movement forward. And if any, if anything, that's what it handicapped Xbox with. Um, after the, with the Xbox One, they wanted to move forward. You know what I mean? Even going back to the Xbox One type of thing, and all PlayStation had to do is go PlayStation 4, keep the continuity, you know. Gamers feel safe. It's nostalgic, you know. Move, move with it. Nostalgic brand. So this time they're pushing again, but I think you know it, it's coming up, up up front. I think and being clear. I mean the backward compatibility one is very interesting, considering how they dropped the ball with the uh, DRM last time. <laughs> well. They couldn't have got off to a worse start. There's there's one very clear... Well, there's two. There's two very clear reasons why they lost this gen. The first one, glaringly obvious, like a punch in the chops, was that whole mess when it launched of DRM and fucking... They spent half the time watching... You can watch NFL. And it's like nobody outside of America even fucking cares about that. Such a small amount of people care about that shit on a games console... They missed the mark entirely, and then obviously the second bullet in the chamber was the lack of exclusives. But I mean, there's a reason that fucking who was it? Was it um, was it Bobby Kotick? Is that who it was? 
who was in the head of the Xbox. And then after the abysmal fucking launch window, he jumped ship to Zynga. And oh, Phil yes. came back. Like, they were set up to lose this gen. But at that being said, they've still had a fucking exceptional generation. The backwards compatibility has turned into some sort of... Uh, it has turned into a, a bullet in their arsenal. Because PlayStation mm-hmm. hasn't managed it. PlayStation... You had a PlayStation 2. You had a, not, not necessarily a 2, but you had a PlayStation 3. And you bought, like... OG PS1 games and stuff like that. You could do it on a Vita. You could buy from the the classic library on the Vita, and you can't play any of them on the PS4 because they can't. Sony just could not manage the emulation on the on the PS4. Whereas Xbox nailed it, and it was that was the turning point where it started to pick up some steam. It started to gain some favour back, backwards compatibility, and then I think Game Pass on top of that. Those two. Like the fucking Legion of Doom stomping about the place. <laughs> right. So we've got it. That's it. It's literally, it's ball is in your court, Sony. What are you going to do for me now? And what have, the thing what is when you, have you done for me lately? When you deal in facts now, when you know stuff, you know, we've just spent the last 45 minutes talking about Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> so it's working. 100%. Well, it's not just us. Everybody's talking about Xbox. So uh, so it's in Sony's court. And I guess, you know, the the global thing crisis about, you know, because they're already stopping, you know, they're not visiting certain expos, aren't they? Because of their COVID-19. Yeah, Xbox pulled out. I'd I'd have Xbox pulled out. So many people pulled out. Sony's pulled out of packs. I know that much. Uh, Everybody's pulling out. Everybody's pulling out. It's It's the best thing, really, to be honest. It's the safest thing. It's the safest way. It's the safest way to stop the spread of this lesser flu. Yeah, just but, pull out. Do, do, do pull out. Always the safest method. <laughs> <laughs> Guarantee it work every time. Just pull out. <laughs> Let's fucking move on, Johnny. We'll Moving on. Start off. We'll box that off. I'll let you hit us with the next choice cut. Well, I think I'm just going into... Um, Let's stay with the, 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 the proper news. So... He sent me the thing about um, was it Pro- Project Red? <laughs> CD Project Red. Project um, is now the second most valuable in Europe. In Europe, games developer. Literally coming off the back of The Witcher on Netflix, the 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 sales jump in The Witcher Three, thanks to The Witcher on Netflix, they essentially. The, I do not recall a CD Projekt Red game other than The Witcher. CD Projekt Red, obviously Cyberpunk, but CD Projekt Red have built uh, an $8 billion company on the back of The Witcher property. And a property they will have picked up for far less than $8 billion. For fuck me. Well-deserved. Absolutely well-deserved. People, people, like The Witcher 3 has had a huge boost in sales. I think it was somewhere I read it was like a 500-something percent um, spike in sales of The Witcher 3 following the Netflix series. Well, apparently it was on Steam. It's made $50 million in revenue through Steam alone since October 2018. Fuck me. I mean, that's just Steam. 
that's just Steam, and that's just one game on Steam. That's not looking at the PlayStation ecosystem. That's not looking at the Xbox ecosystem. Nope. That's not looking at the very, very successful Switch ecosystem. Which, you know, I, I, I scoffed at, to be honest, when it was mentioned. Yeah. But he's me. I got my face. Mm. The Switch. And I don't know how it's doing it. I literally, I, I don't understand it. I applaud it. I love Nintendo. I love the Switch. I love my Switch. Would I play The Witcher on my Switch? No. No. I absolutely wouldn't. But that that was my thought of like, ah, nobody's going to want to play The Witcher on Switch. Huh. How fucking wrong. How oh, fucking I, wrong was I? Say, saying that though, right? If you really wanted to play The Witcher and you weren't at home and you had a Switch, you would play it on the Switch? Aye. Absolutely. Like <laughs> so, if I was going on the road, if I was going on tour, uh, the there's a very strong possibility that I would actually buy a new memory card, a new SD card, because it's something like a 32 gig install, um, which is essentially the size of a of a your bog standard Switch um, SD card. And you've got essentially a Witcher-specific SD, and you, you're away, you're there, you're, you're playing the Witcher on the road. It's not going to look anywhere near as pretty as it should, but at the same time, woof, graphics aren't everything, you know what I mean? The Witcher in itself is a phenomenal game. So nobody's, nobody's talking about The Witcher 2, no. which was also a, also a phenomenal game. superb game. And less so, the, the original Witcher game, which I, I mean, believe, I don't even think came out on console, if I'm honest. I think that was a PC exclusive. But... Windows, yeah. But anyway, bouncing back to you know, we, uh, CD Projekt Red, yeah. You know, you know what other games have released? So 2007, The Witcher. Yeah. 2011, Witcher 2. Yeah. 2014, Witcher Adventure Game on Android and Mac. Nice. Mac. Nice. 2015, a few more here. Uh, Witcher Battle Arena, Witcher 3, <laughs> and then The Witcher 3 um, Hearts of Stone. 2016, uh, Blood and Wine uh, DLC. Yeah. 2018, Gwent, The Witcher Card Game, Thronebreaker, The Witcher Tales. Um. <laughs> So essentially, apart from just <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven coming up, that's an eight billion. What was it? Was it dollars? Eight billion dollars. Eight billion dollars studio on one and a bit IP. <laughs> one and a bit IP. <laughs> Considering it's coming up, they're just behind Ubisoft in Europe, yeah. right? At nine point five two billion dollars. And how much IP has Ubisoft got? <laughs> Fuck me. I don't even... I, I, I couldn't... It, Siege, all the Tom Clancy gear, uh, Ubisoft, Assassin's Creed, uh, For Honor. Uh, fuck me. They've just got giants. Yeah. Ubisoft have got giants in their fucking locker. And so what do you think? Fucking CD <laughs> Project Red. One uh, IP. But it, it, it's the thing about the... Um, why the value of a company goes up and down for many reasons, as you know. Yeah. But what they're looking at is kind of, you know, the strength of what it can do. So, you know, with one IP and it's managed to get that far and then it's going to be launching Cyberpunk 2077. Um, the future looks bright, I guess. Just got to keep that churning out. And at least it's something original to some respect. Yeah. You know, something new. Because obviously the Cyberpunk genre has been around, been around before. And your your fantasy um, 
genre has been, been around, but if you can make something out of it with just good storytelling and content, mm. I think that's what really made The Witcher 3 stand out. Absolutely. Um, you know, content and um, and storytelling and gameplay, most importantly. Yeah. Um, that's, what, that's why it's stuck so high, because if they can do that again with Cyberpunk... <clears throat> Literally, I... <laughs> If it wasn't, if it wasn't for the fact that we already know that Ubisoft uh, going into the next generation with an all but guaranteed lineup of Watch Dogs Legion, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, Quarantine, and the as yet unannounced, heavily rumored, probably a hundred percent guaranteed Assassin's Creed uh, Ragnarok. If it wasn't for that, and even the question is. Are those three enough to go up against Cyberpunk 2077? The hype around Cyberpunk 2077. The hype, Johnny. That's the only danger, though, isn't it? Because it's been hyped and hyped and hyped. If it if it misses the mark. Absolutely. And Because it's not going to be The Witcher, is it? It's not going to be The Witcher. It's not The Witcher. And it's there, I believe, based on the fucking back catalogue that you've just read out there, I believe that, well, it is, that this is their first foray into first-person shooter. Yep. So there's definitely quite a fucking excessive margin for error here. But and hype, hype is a fucking gift and a curse. Like, hype well, will make you rich, but it'll also fucking make you broke. Well, you know. Look at Anthem. Yeah. Well, look at No Man's Sky. Yeah. And that was our that was our own fault in hyping that because everyone was talking about what kind of game it was going to be and was, well, I mean the, <laughs> even that, the developers were probably thinking oh shit that trailer, <laughs> that trailer with the fucking like the alien brachiosaurus whatever the fuck it was that was the thing that done them like although it did spawn one of the funniest gaming memes of all time when it was yes. like. Yes. Welcome to Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. And all of a sudden, it was like the Jurassic Park song played like by a drunk man on an instrument that was broken, and then there's just this weird little mini T-Rex wobbling about <laughs> with two oddly sized legs. <laughs> a procedurally generated fucking abortion just fucking <laughs> stumbling about the place. It was fucking brilliant, that. It was absolutely fucking hilarious. If anything, that probably saved them, that meme. <laughs> yeah. Fuck hard work, that meme saved them. But I know, um, given the hype behind Cyberpunk 2077, if, if CD Projekt Red managed to nail this, right, I, I don't see, even now, we've seen enough of Watch Dogs Legion. Comparably, we've seen Watch Dogs Legion as much as we've seen Cyberpunk 2077, the conversation very much leaning on Cyberpunk. You can't deny that. The conversation's there around Watch Dogs, but it's nowhere near the veracity of the Cyberpunk 2077 discussion. Uh, Rainbow Six Quarantine, nobody's talking about it. Nobody's fucking talking about it, Johnny. If they are, fair play to them. But... What they don't need to talk about that because everyone's still talking about Siege, the original Siege. But even that, that's got a community now. That's got a community that'll carry that game fucking for the next five years. They, they don't even need quarantine. They could have kept the model they've got, 
And quarantine was based off of fucking the Operation Chimera event anyway. From what I can gather, from what I've seen of it, quarantine is a full game release of the event they did in Game and Siege called Operation Chimera. And then Assassin's Creed, we don't even have Assassin's Creed yet. We've got nothing solid on Assassin's Creed yet. But I've got to think when that drops, when that eventually drops, I think that one, that one's going to, That'll stand its ground against Cyberpunk, but you're looking here, there's a very real, very real possibility that this time next year we're having a conversation that CD Projekt Red has become the largest European game studio um, overtaking Ubisoft. With, as you so eloquently put it, one and a bit properties, one and a bit IPs. Because mm-hmm. after Cyberpunk, you know The Witcher 4's coming. <laughs> They're going to go back to the well. <laughs> You know the Witcher 4 is coming. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well done, CD Projekt Red. Well fucking deserved. That That is the the proofs in the pudding that if you go all in, all in on one IP and you live it, you breathe it, you you do it, the, the service it deserves based on very strong source material... Let's not fucking mix words. The Witcher wouldn't exist without the original novels. Do you know what I mean? A lot of the work was done for them. Mm-hmm. They put their spin on it, absolutely. But oh, it's like your source material, yeah. So it's it, you know what I mean. You've got to think now. There's game studios out there uh, just trawling through Eastern European bookshelves looking for the next fucking Andrew Sapowski. What was it? Is that the guy who wrote it? Andrew Sapowski? Sapowski? The guy who... Oops, sorry. Excuse me. Just fucking a little wind tunnel there. They, uh, they've got to be trawling, looking for the next the next witcher, the next unknown author with a fucking plethora of source material they can draw from. See, you don't have to make films or games. You just, instead of making films of books, just make games. Make Make films that you play. Make sure. films that you fucking control. Right, what's the uh, what's the third choice cut, Johnny? This one's on you, this one. Well, when I was trawling around looking for stuff, you know, um, am I understanding that the Animal Crossing game for Switch, is, the new one's released, or is releasing soon? It's releasing soon. It's releasing on the uh, same day as Doom Eternal, oh. which is... Yep, we'll talk about the, this, the heaven and hell, isn't it? <laughs> yep, the literal fucking... The antithesis of uh, of Doom being Animal Crossing. I'm just going to jump into my games list there and I'll tell you the date of them. So the pair of them are coming out on the 20th of March. And the reason it was in the news was obviously Animal Crossing and it had its Nintendo Direct, the successful... Um, model that Nintendo adopted and Sony have since fucking stolen it with their state of play but obviously the Nintendo Direct is um, Nintendo's model for publicity essentially and we had the Animal Crossing Direct Um, I I don't recall the date, was it the 12th of Feb? It was last week sometime it wasn't the 12th, it was last week sometime I'm, I'm assuming you didn't watch that then no, I did not know. No, luckily I, I did. Learning, I'm learning. You know, at least one of us did. You know. Well, that's why it's my. That's that's why it's my <laughs> name in the title. 
So anyway, yeah, Animal Crossing New Horizons uh, releases in March. Yeah. Am I also right in thinking that they have Nintendo Switch have an online subscription service? Yes, they do. Which allows you to save game progress to the cloud. Yes. Right. However, Nintendo have said that the feature was not supported for Animal Crossing, the new Animal Crossing game. That blows my mind. That 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 is that is such that is a fucking stumble. Yeah. That's not so even like, a misstep. That is a straight up fucking fall over. That that decision. So this was a a, a, a fan on a social site saying it's laughable to think that almost every third party game on the Switch supports cloud servers. Uh, supports cloud saves, but Nintendo can't do it on several of their own games while they're even charging us for that. <laughs> and it's a fair point. It's a fair point. For all, for all Nintendo have done right in in their current console generation with the Switch, right? which, I mean, oh, it, it, the Wii was lightning in a ball, right? Absolutely lightning in a ball. It was. Um, it was the odd one out if you look back at Nintendo's previous generations the Wii being as successful as it was was the odd one out mm-hmm. uh, obviously Nintendo's a fucking giant it's a powerhouse uh, they've, they've got a bigger first, pers- uh, first party library than anybody um, with, and the most well known first party library uh, I'll add that there uh, but they always just seem when they've got when they've got absolute gold in the hand. Somehow they manage to like get shit on it. Somehow, like they've got the most precious thing in the world in the hand, and a bird shits on it. That's what it feels like to me. So they've now got this amazing thing that's just smeared in shit. You can't like uh, I don't understand the misstep. There's got to be somebody at Nintendo. Who's sitting down and saying, hang on a minute, we're fucking this up. We've got the Switch, a massively successful hand, like a, a it's like a crossover. It's a handheld um, and fucking console crossover. And it's fucking huge. It is the indie game platform. It's got, I think, up to now, it hasn't had every uh, sort of first party title worth its salt yet we're still waiting on a on a good star fox we know metroid prime's coming uh we haven't had we've had like uh we haven't had a new donkey kong i think we've had fucking tropical freeze but that was tropical freeze was just a a rehash of the original and then you you've got this all this gold and then the Nintendo Online service is dog shit. <laughs> dog shit. Friend codes, like 27-digit friend codes. <laughs> like, yeah. like I said, the gaming industry, you know, it, it can be too nostalgic for its own good. And it, it, sometimes, you know, progress comes slowly. For, I, I, I 100% agree with that. And Nintendo and, are the fucking... Exhibit A in yeah. that fucking in the court of public opinion, that is Exhibit A. So this may be the interest of why they're getting cozy with um, Microsoft because they do oper- operate two sides of the gaming market, don't they? Oh, aye, hundred percent. So, aye, 
I find that I find it laughable, if anything. In that comment, absolutely right. You've got third-party developers putting that kind of support in, which links to the Nintendo Cloud. Somebody yeah. who isn't Nintendo is linking their games to the Nintendo Cloud for the service. Nintendo own the cloud and have, like, they've got Game of the Years on Switch. Zelda was a Game of the Year. You've got Mario Kart. You've got fucking Mario Odyssey. You've got all these... You've got Smash Bros. You've got Smash Bros. Ultimate. And then you're failing to get your first-party games to sync to your own cloud. How oh, yeah, am man. Yeah. Somebody needs a fucking sucking for this. Like I say, every time they got something, the idea that they had for the subscription service, the Nintendo Switch Online, on paper, a fucking brilliant idea. You pay a subscription model... And we're going to give you what was love, like lovingly called Nesflix, and then Snesflix. You they just give you a Nes library that's online, which has been fucking tinkered with. So you get co-op play, you get like these weird like fucking game genie type hacks that you can put into them. And they've got this Nes library there that you can get now if you're a, if you sign up the online subscription. The Snes library. Obviously, next year, we're all looking at it. It's either going to be the N64 or the GameCube. You, you, your money will be on N64. They'll put the N64 subscription up there as well, so you get these apps, and within the app is all the games. You know what I mean? On paper, that is a fucking superb move. That is a superb move to take advantage of some absolute fucking killers from Nintendo's past in their back catalogue across multiple generations and you're keeping the people coming back by giving them a generation a year there's your nintendo entertainment system all right you've been with us a year it's coming up to renewal time how about we'll give you the super nintendo library now and we're going to drip feed games into that over the next year oh coming up for a subscription again oh yep there's the nintendo 64 library do you know what i mean absolute fucking genius and for every one stroke of genius so Somebody does a bird shit on it. <laughs> Fucking Nintendo. Uh, and do you know what it is? It blows my mind that this happened on under Reggie Fiamir's watch. Because he turned Nintendo around him. He was the Western influence in Nintendo. What, do, he, you think it, do you think it's just oversight or something? Why this, or like, and I genuinely don't know. It, it has to be oversight. It has to be oversight. Third party developers are managing to do it. There's no reason why you can't do it with your own first party and your own cloud. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I do not understand the logic here. Are you, um, are you, are you aware of Animal Crossing anyway, Johnny? Well, uh, it's funny shit. No, no. Of course you're not. Of course you're not. <laughs> Animal Crossing, uh, just to educate you a little, Animal Crossing is a game where absolutely uh, no malice no real malice will ever happen to you. Animal Crossing is a... When we say video games are an escape, Animal Crossing is the most innocent of escapes. Uh, and it's just a joy to behold, really. You could possibly lose hours, if not days, on that without even realising it. Because it's just so nice. It's just... <laughs> So so lovely, Johnny. It's just a lovely experience. It's like such a friendly, like oh god, it's like escaping to like the perfect world. 
because classic Nintendo, there, basically. Nothing there hurts. <laughs> Everything there is just you just plod on. I it's cannot be hurt in my world. It's like it's like real life because you've got jobs to do in there. Do you know what I mean? You've got to, oh, suppose I best collect some more seashells. Do you know what I mean? Oh, what have I got to do today? Collect them seashells. And nobody's like, I fucking hate collecting seashells. I wish I was dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone's just like, oh, it's time to collect seashells again. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to like. But I, I literally, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how I'm going to fit this in. Because I think once, obviously I'm going to play Doom first. When these two games drop, I'm leaning Doom. I'm heavily leaning Doom. Yeah, and but then you're going to have to go into recovery in Animal Crossing, aren't you? Potentially, potentially. Maybe I can juggle the two. There's been times when I've juggled games, much like I juggled Horizon and Zelda at the same time. And I managed to put a hundred, uh, probably seventy something hours into Horizon, um, but Zelda, and yes, I I will take any lashing that comes my way. I dropped off Zelda, and I really shouldn't have because it was a fucking phenomenal game. But I just become more invested in Horizon, and I'll try that. I'll I'll maybe try the juggle with Doom and Animal Crossing, but I see Animal Crossing just, yeah, I don't know. I watched the direct, and there was stuff about the direct that I didn't want to be as giddy as I was about, like <laughs> the seasons and like seasons bringing different things. Like, oh, now it's springtime, so I better better collect some flowers. And then it's autumn, so oh, these red and brown leaves, these look good. I collect these. <laughs> <laughs> like, I shouldn't be excited about that shit, but I am finding like. When people washed up on the beach and that, and you're just like, oh, hello. Looks like we've got a little castaway. Let's go See, wake him up. I'm just envious because I don't think I can ever. I don't, I don't very often get truly lost and invested in a game mm. to the point where I'm just like, you're just living and breathing everything. Imagine if you were playing this in VR. My word, you'd probably think that I go here to wake up. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much that's what it is. It's like the life you want to have. <laughs> It's so stress-free. It's so stress-free. <laughs> well, until you want to like, upload it to the cloud. Right, until you fucking until your switch gets stolen or it fucking bombs out or you get a new one. If the rumored Switch Pro, I mean, Nintendo have already shot that rumor down, but let's say they're just fucking lying or there's a change of heart at the business and they do want to do a Switch Pro, and then everyone just jumps. Everybody who had a Switch makes the jump to the Switch Pro, and then you put Animal Crossing in because you want to. I mean, it's fucking spring and there's some fine-ass beehives around that you need to get that good honey from. And then you're like, well, where the fuck's me safe? You know what I mean? Terrible oversight. Terrible oversight. Just another another in the long line of oversights by our friends Nintendo. <laughs> Bless them. <laughs> Bless them all. Well, Johnny, that... Has been another fucking delightful roundup of choice cuts. How, how are you feeling about that? I did enjoy those choice cuts. You know, very Got flavoursome. Got other were flavoursome, like one there. That, filling that. as well. No, deceptively filling. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> very Moorish though. Very mm. Moorish. So Moorish, in fact, I'd probably be tempted to hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts 
or wherever you're listening to this podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, also, devilishly Moorish to the point where you'd maybe think about going and leaving one of them five-star reviews on uh, on the podcatcher of your choice. Obviously, my go-to would be Apple. Apple Podcasts. That's where I go. That's where I check them out. That's where I sit constantly, day in, day out, looking at the reviews, hoping they'll tick up by one, maybe two, maybe a million. Who knows? We can dream. You know what I mean? We've got we've got past the time until Animal Crossing comes out, and I've got to collect them fucking seashells. Jesus. But uh, boys and girls, this has been the franchise buys games. That has been producer nice guy Johnny. It has been indeed. Um, I've been old franchise. You can find this show on social networks of your choice: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just search for the franchise. That's where you can find me. Johnny doesn't really believe in social media. He's a bit of an outlier that one, which is perfect. It's exactly why I brought him on here. You yep. don't get a lot of people like him anymore. Nope, not with me and me wind up internet. That's for sure. So he's, he's got his dial up. He's got the dial up ESL internet. Is it ESL? Not ESL is what you used to type in fucking MSN, wasn't it? Age it sex. Have... Age sex. <laughs> location. They were the fucking. Oh, they were the glory they days. They were the days. Sitting in your spare room on your computer that was as deep as it was wide, mm-hmm. with a CRT monitor on AOL chat rooms, just two questions: ESL, and if if the letter F came back in that middle question. Then the the next question was obviously cyber question mark. <laughs> then you would just write disgusting things at each other. But like <laughs> at that time we were like fucking thirteen, so it was just like oh yeah, uh, take off your top and I do a kiss on your boobs. Imagine if you went back there now and it was like ASL. I'm not gonna uh, go back there now. <laughs> oh, no, but imagine if you knew what you knew now. Right back then, imagine if you knew then what you knew now, and some fucking kid was just like, "Yeah, I'll cyber," and he was just like, "I'm gonna fuck you so hard, you're gonna split six ways, <laughs> and then you're gonna piss in my mouth, and I'm gonna love every drop." <laughs> this is why I kept keep off social media and slow internet. <laughs> so that is why Johnny stays off social media. That kind of bants. But like I said, the franchise, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, drop us a follow. Um, and, you know, if you've got any messages for Nice Guy Johnny, I am the conduit to which you can pass those messages on. Um, and uh, until next time, laters. Say bye, Johnny. Play safe. <laughs> Play safe. <laughs> <laughs>